there, and welcome to the Homeschool Sisters podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Kara, and we're two homeschooling moms doing this homeschooling thing right beside you. We don't have it all figured out, but one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Hey, Kate. Hey, Kara. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Well, good. Um, we have a couple of questions this week that are pretty similar. So I'm going to go ahead and read them. Um, The first one is from Kelly, and Kelly asks, My husband and I just announced to all our family and friends I will be homeschooling our daughters. I have faced negative criticism and concerns. Have you all dealt with such judgment? So that's the first one. And then the second one is from Lindsay, and she says, I recently discovered your podcast, and I love them. I've been binge listening. Is that a thing? I think that's a thing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, um, I've been binge listening to them, and they have really helped me feel less nervous about homeschooling. Oh, yay. Um, we're starting out on our homeschool journey. My children are two and five. I was wondering how you handle it when people react negatively about homeschooling. I find myself not wanting to tell people that we're homeschooling because I've had a few negative reactions. Any tips would be appreciated. Great questions. Very good questions, and especially this time of year... Because a lot of us are going to be seeing family in the next couple of months with the holidays, um, or maybe heading back to an old hometown where we'll run into people we haven't seen in a while. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, there's something about, um, about holidays that can sometimes bring up uh, tricky things. And we're already kind of all dealing with sort of a tricky thing right now <laughs> um, with the what election. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a lot of, you know, a lot of strong emotions um, with that. So um, it even makes it a little bit more nerve wracking to think about heading like into Thanksgiving, for instance, and worrying that as you're trying to enjoy your cranberry sauce, you know, Aunt Gertie's going to reach across the table and be like, you're destroying your kids' lives, you know. <laughs> but what about socialization? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask you, have you encountered negativity when it comes to homeschooling? I have. Not, I have to give credit to my family. My family was really supportive, but I have out in the community, um, you know, just the the gentleman at the farm stand or someone at the supermarket that will ask why, what are you doing here today to my kids or what grades are you in? And then my kids look a little confused and don't know how to answer. And then we get into an awkward conversation. So I have definitely had, um, responses from the public and also on my site too. Oh, that's right. I remember you saying that, that there have been a couple of people who have written some unkind things in the past. Yeah. Yeah, I've had that too, and it, and it's it's always really hard because I think to myself, why are you here? <laughs> right. <laughs> this site is for people who want to homeschool, not for people who want to fight about homeschooling. <laughs> You're in the wrong pond. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and it's kind of funny because I think the you know, as you, as you grow your audience a little bit, you know, people will share something on their personal Facebook page and then that will lead them, you know, lead family members or friends back to you. And so, yeah, you'll get a little bit of the, um, nastiness. I mean, just unkind things. And, um, and I think there's a lot of misconceptions about homeschooling. Absolutely. And so I think that's where some of those things come from, is that maybe people don't understand. But the tricky thing about homeschooling is that when we're first starting out, I mean, we have 
a lot of insecurities anyway. Absolutely. So then to be challenged on that, it's like we don't necessarily feel like we have all the answers. Yes. You know? Um and it can be really awkward. It can. Yeah. And so um I I think one of the big things is if you can kind of looking at people and trying to figure out where their concerns are coming from, you know, um, if it's a fear for your kids, you know, that's, that's a good place. But what, what they need to remember is of course, nobody's going to worry about your kids more than you do. Right. You know, um, if it's some people see, your choices, like when it comes to things like this, like homeschooling as an indictment of their choices, if they're doing it differently. Yes. And that can get really tricky because, you know, it's like going back to the days of early parenting. If you choose to breastfeed, but maybe your mom didn't, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, well, we just did the best we could back then. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Um, That's so true. Yeah. So, um, I've had that a lot as being someone who worked in education and now is homeschooling that, um, some people who don't know me well think that I'm anti-public education and it's not that I'm anti-education. It's just that I don't think that the box works for everybody now. And it's not, I, I am not anti-teacher. I come from a family of teachers. My best friends are teachers. And so it's, it's interesting to to figure out where the person asking the questions is coming from. So that must have been extra tricky for you because you worked in a school. Now, did you work in a school right up until the point that you decided to start homeschooling? Thankfully, I wasn't, although I do know people that has happened to, and it's made for an awkward transition. I had worked part-time with my second and then was home full-time when I had my youngest. So it made it a little bit easier. Um, But even just, we live in a small town and our we have a really good school district. And so if you make the choice to homeschool in this sort of district, it's almost seen as a, to certain people, not all people, as an insult that you think you can do it better than, you know, this blue blue ribbon school can do. So there's, there's that too, from people you don't know very well. Well, you know, and um, there's been a huge rise in our community in homeschooling because our schools are not seen as, the greatest, um, schools. Mm -hmm. And so in the community, people have kind of become more like, Oh, you homeschool. Okay. That's pretty normal. You know? And I think homeschooling is becoming increasingly like normal to people. Um, they're, they're letting go of some of those stereotypes, you know, that it's like a mom with 13 kids and they all have to dress the same and they're homeschooling because they're afraid of, something, you know, I right, mean, those, right. and Jamie at simple homeschool has a great post about the worst reason to homeschool is, is fear. I love that post. Yeah. Um, and we can link to that, but I think so many of us, we're not choosing homeschooling because we're scared. We're choosing mm-hmm. homeschooling because of something else. And what's hard is whether or not we feel comfortable sharing that something else with someone. I mean, people choose homeschooling for a a ton of reasons nowadays. And sometimes we just don't maybe want to 
bring that up over Thanksgiving dinner. It's, you don't, you don't need to share. It's a personal choice and yeah. there you don't, you know, sometimes you don't want to, sometimes it's a complicated, it's not an answer that I could sum up quickly to someone that I don't know very well why we ended up here. Right. Right. I, There's um, a whole bunch of different issues. Yeah. I remember having an awkward interaction with a guy once who asked me why we homeschooled and I was trying to have that, you know, that like, um, elevator pitch, you know, short, concise. I was working on that because I, I found myself like stumbling a lot to explain it to people. And then what happens is if you're not clear, there are people that will see that as, okay, well, you're not really sure of this. So I'm going to try to change your mind, you know? Right. And so I was trying to have a really concise thing. And I said, well, my husband, my, my husband, <laughs> my, <laughs> my son started reading very young. And before I'd even gotten that out of my mouth, he kind of jumped on it and said, um, so did David Koresh. And <laughs> I this thought, is where we note that people can be horrible. <laughs> right. I thought this is not going to go no matter what I do from this point on, this is not going to go well. And um, it turned out he had confused his cult leaders. David Koresh did not start uh, <laughs> reading early, but I think it was Jim Jones that did. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, the point is that, you know, he was looking for a fight. You know, he was yes. looking to try to change my mind. And, I, you know, we talked about a little bit as we were getting ready to do this episode that um, there are people that you you are okay with talking to because maybe they're worried about you or about your kids. Um, but then there are people who are just looking for an argument. Right. You know, right. and so your reaction is going to be that different. Post, I'm sorry to interrupt, but oh, no. the post that you wrote mentioning the David Crush moment for Simple Homeschool I read it this morning in anticipation of this podcast, and I just think it's so great, the answers that you give. And I think the one we're going to start doing is just, we love it because we love it. Because how can you argue with that? We do. And then that kind of stops them in their tracks. Because we do, I need an elevator pitch. And I've thought about it before, and it kind of changes because your homeschool changes. So, yes. you know, what what you love about it now is different than six months ago and what, you know, what even it looks like, because people are always saying, well, what does a typical day look like when they see us at the farm stand at 1130? <laughs> Cause we're done. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So. yeah. And, um, what brought you to homeschooling might be different than what has kept you homeschooling. Right. You know, I mean, what brought me to homeschooling was a pretty precocious little guy who was getting in a little bit of trouble at preschool because he didn't want to sit on the line. And I'm so grateful to that now. But of course, he would be completely capable of sitting on the line now and listening to a story if that's what he needed right. to do. Um, and, and he would be fine, I know, with um, being in a classroom. Would he excel there? You know, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's something right. that we consider every year when we talk about, Hey, are we still, are we still liking this? Are we still wanting to homeschool? Um, because you know, that's the thing too, in our family, we reassess a lot and I know you guys do too mm -hmm. about what's working. And, um, even when you started homeschooling, you didn't necessarily plan on homeschooling all your kids. No, um, they all yeah. trickled in one by one. <laughs> Yep. I started off, I had a precocious little one too, that was getting in trouble. And we waited until the end of kindergarten. We had him assessed. We went through all of that. And then at the end of kindergarten, we said, this is not working. The school, I won't go into the whole thing, but it just wasn't going to work. Their plans for next year were not going to meet his needs. And I knew that I 
even though I didn't know what I was doing, I knew that I could do it yeah. for at least the short future, that yeah. there was going to be no problem with that. And um, my my younger two were very happy in preschool. We had a play-based preschool that we loved, and they stayed there. And then my daughter was adamant that she wanted to go to public kindergarten, so we did it again, similar situation. She has to come home. And then at that point, I was like, why am I paying tuition <laughs> for a play-based preschool when we're play-based learning here? <laughs> so then I took in all that money and buy more board games. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what yeah. I did. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it changes and you do need to assess it. And I, I always say, I love homeschooling, but I, am I going to do it forever? I don't know. I don't think you know what the future holds. And yeah. P, that's another question people want to ask all the time. Yes. I found the first year that we were homeschooling and we were just flying by the seat of our pants. Everyone was saying, well, what about middle school? What about high school? Right. And I kept thinking, stop. Like, yeah. I'm just trying They're to make like it four and seven. Let's let them just have this right now. Let's just, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. People kind of want to know like, what's your long-term plan and how is this going to affect college and, you know, things like that. And again, that's where the, that's where the worry comes from. And I think sometimes, um, just looking at, you know, your, your mom or your aunt or your, you know, uncle or cousin or whatever and saying, um, you know, thank you for worrying about my child, but I promise I'm thinking about all this too, you know? Right. Um, that, that can go a long way because I've seen, I I had another family member who homeschooled and she was challenged a lot. She was doing it way before I had kids. And so she was routinely challenged at pretty much every family gathering. And I, and I saw that and it pushed her to a point where she became very defensive about homeschooling. And then the communication just really stopped between family members. And so you had family members who were very worried and a mama who was always on the defensive, always waiting for the next question, um, always there to jump in and defend her kids. Because you know what I hear a lot from people is um, that their kids get quizzed. Yes, And, oh, I mean, that breaks my heart for people and I can see how it could happen. Yeah, absolutely. You know, well, what are you working on now? And, um, it is normal for any kid, like when challenged, you know, by an adult like that to freeze up and it's not because they're homeschooled. It's because it's the nature of children. Yeah. I mean, what? Um, <laughs> Melissa, um, Kamara Wilkins has a great post, um, over on simple homeschool where she talks about, I have to, I'll have to find it. I think it's called like, and it's about like reflecting on your day. Um, but it's really funny cause it, it talks about, um, when you ask any kid what they do all day and they're like nothing. And she's like, yes. we all do nothing all day. All of us, <laughs> nothing every day. Um, that's normal. You know, you pick up your child from preschool or kindergarten or eighth grade or, you know, their senior year of school and you say, Hey, what'd you do today? And the answer's going to be nothing, you know? (laughs) Um, and so it's really normal for kids to freeze up, but sometimes people can take that again as like an in for, Oh, well, that's because they're obviously falling behind in math. Well, no, they just, just like anybody else, they don't want to be put on the spot. Exactly. Um, And plus I find it's hard to, when you're homeschooling, it's a lifestyle and there isn't a 
a distinct subject where you're sitting in math class and then you're doing, I mean, for a lot of homeschoolers, I'm speaking for myself here, but you know, it's kind of fluid and it's ever changing. You might be doing math and science at the same time and they might not even realize that's what they're doing. Sure. And so when you ask them what they did and they say they played, they might've played, but they also might've been playing science and math and you know, whatever else. And in our games episode, we talked about that there are games for every subject. Mm -hmm. And so if what you did that morning was you played a board game and then you run into aunt Louise and she says, what did you do all day? Well, we played Monopoly or whatever, you know, it's like, oh my goodness, you know, what, what is going on in your house? That- this next generation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so I, I do hear from moms who say like, how do you respond to that and what do you do? And, um, you know, I, I have a couple of tips in my bag and one is to always try to use humor. Um, you know, and always say, Hey, the next show starts at eight, you know, (laughs) um, you know, this one's over the next show starts at eight just to try to love that. Um, or just try to redirect it to something like, you know, what Tommy really loves right now is volcanoes, like, and redirect it to something that your child is really enjoying right now and would maybe want to talk about. Mm -hmm. And in the best case scenario, that leads to, you know, your child and his uncle bonding about Rome, you know, which happened one time at, um, a Christmas, um, you know, at our house about studying ancient Rome. Um, I love that, you know, and, and, but it's also okay to tell your kids, you don't, I mean, you don't, you don't owe anyone any explanation and your kids sure as heck don't. I mean, no, especially when they're tiny. Um, it's just not fair, you know, for them to be put on the spot like that. So it's also okay to say, if you're comfortable doing this, it's okay to say, Hey, please don't put my child on the spot. Mm-hmm. Although I'm going to say that's super scary. And I think it's even scarier with in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you. I mean, for me, so then I think then the other step is, um, making sure that your husband's in your corner. Yeah. So when it comes to interactions with in-laws, that's where I think it's really important that you have a husband who is willing to back you up. Absolutely. You need someone in your corner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think sometimes if you know you're going to be heading into a situation where you might get challenged a little bit, it's really important to get on the same page with your spouse and to maybe even prep your kids a little bit in a gentle way that, you know, doesn't say, you know, aunt so-and-so is a jerk, you know, but... (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, watch out for that one. Yeah. You know, aunt Diane, she might ask you some questions and if she's asking you a lot of questions, it's okay to come get me or, you know, something like that, that just, you know, prepares your kids a little for that, for that situation. A little prep. I like that. Yeah. And then the other big thing, of course, is the socialization question. (sighs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Where to even begin? We both breathe a sigh of, of yes. Why, why is this question even still existing? Have you That is about... the biggest one I get out in the community. Yeah. The absolute big one. And I want to say, look at us. We're out here. You know, right. my little kids are interacting with you and you're 57 and they're being socially appropriate and polite. And we are. Yeah. We're socializing. Yeah. Which is a little bit different than socialization. Yes. I think a lot of people confuse the idea of socialization with the idea of kids hanging out with kids their own age, Um, which, you know, at at no other time in our lives are we in that situation. You know, when we got into the work world, um, we work with people of all ages and it doesn't have to be that we're all, you know, doing the exact same thing at the exact same time in order to socialize. (laughs) It will never happen again once you leave high school. It never happens again. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, again, I think that's one of those things that comes, you know, it comes with the worry and with the old stereotypes, you know, that, um, you're going to hide out in the house. Yeah. (laughs) The whole idea that homeschooling is you're just stuck in your house. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would drive myself crazy. But then, you know, the other thing is um, kind of deciding how much to share because we're living in an age of social media where um, everything that you put out there is subject to comment and opinion. And so um, if you put a really cute picture of your kids, you know, like this week, I posted a picture of my daughter dissecting a chicken thigh. Um, I saw that. Because in their co-op class, they're learning about muscles. And, um, you know, everybody is, of course, super positive and nice about it. But you just you just never know who's going to pop up and say, she's going to get salmonella, you know, or something. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, great Aunt Louise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think some people just, you know, some family members, um, I might be speaking from my own experience a little too much here, but I mean, they just really want in a little bit as far as homeschooling goes. They just kind of want to see what's going on. Maybe they don't understand it. They mm-hmm. want to know a little bit more about what your day-to-day looks like. Um, that doesn't mean that they need to approve of it. Right. That's something different. You're not homeschooling for likes. You're not homeschooling I for anybody's that. approval, you know? Um but yeah, so, so it's like, do you ever do that as you, and, and I mean, as a blogger too, um, oh, yeah. you know, we're putting a lot out there. So it's a fine line and it's been a challenging one this week, but, um, I, I think that a lot of people who don't homeschool and who don't know homeschoolers can't understand what it looks like. And lately I've started likening it to early motherhood that we were all homeschoolers at the beginning. What we're doing now is what we were doing then. Like we taught them how to eat. We taught them how to go to the bathroom, wipe their bottoms. Like all those things is what we're doing now. It just carried on. We just didn't do the school bit. So, I mean, it's just this constant lifestyle of every you know, when you had a two-year-old and a three-year-old and you answered every question and you, you know, saw every opportunity as a learning opportunity, right. not that parents don't do that now, but it just never stopped when you're homeschooling, that everything is school. So it's a lifestyle and not a school. Yeah. And I think it's hard if you have that public school mindset to shake that off 
and grasp what it looks like. Sure, sure. And, you know, a lot of times I get from friends, um, oh, I could never do that. Like, you know, because I think they're maybe picturing the desks and the, you know, calendar with the seasons and the, you know, like Mm -hmm. that we're trying to recreate school at home. And um, some people, some people like that approach. Um, but I I could never do it. So (laughs) I couldn't either, you know, I told them the truth. I get people saying, I don't do that. I don't, you know, or or public school friends that are like, Oh, I don't know how I would do that. My kids already have three and a half hours of homework a night. I, you know, I don't know how I would manage doing it all day. And I'm thinking we, we don't have three and a half hours, you know, during the day, like, Mm -hmm. Of, I mean, they're already homeschooling, basically. Mm-hmm. They're just also sending their There's kids no to public home. school. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, yeah. But, you know, again, like, just, I think being mindful that a lot of people see it as, um, just like with early motherhood, you know, if you choose to breastfeed and your cousin doesn't, if you choose to cloth diaper and your cousin doesn't, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, they just think they're better than me. No, really, <laughs> really. <laughs> no. Um, and that's where my thing came from, where I just say, you know, it just works for us right now, or, or we just really love it right now. I'm going to probably put you on the spot just a little bit, but I know, like, from your counseling experience, like, you... Um, have probably got lots of ideas with how to deal with conflict. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, if somebody's really looking for a fight, I mean, do you have any strategies that you use or um, that that you would recommend for kind of just turning that off a little bit or... Um, I will often say, I mean, in a nice <laughs> way, in a nice way, but just say you seem really heated about this and then ask them why, because turning it back on them, then they sort of, it puts them on the spot a little bit. But if you say it in a nice way, it can kind of, um, change the co- course of the conversation a little bit. Uh, humor is a good one. <laughs> yeah. We rely on that one heavily over here for everything. Um, and also you can say, we can agree to disagree. This is my family. Yeah. I think, I think people don't, they might be well-intentioned, but they, uh, you know, no one knows this child better than you do. And nobody's going to care more about the outcome yeah. or the day-to-day than, than you are. And someone, you know, questioning you in the grocery store line doesn't get that in the moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there are times when it's worth fighting, I think a little bit, maybe not fighting. I mean, but there's times when it's worth having like that discussion and following it through or keeping the discussion going, um, you know, with, with people. And then there's other times when it's really, like you said, I mean, you just, you're at the grocery store, this person's opinion of your family, your choices, like it it shouldn't have any impact on you. So, I mean, if it's a situation where, um, you know, these moms who are new to homeschooling, um, you know, Lindsay and Kelly, if they're encountering people just at the, (laughs) at the mall, at the library, (laughs) at the doctor's office, whatever, and somebody's being kind of rotten and unfair, you know, it's okay to go, they're being rotten and unfair. And I'm just going to walk away from that. And, you know, that's harder to do, of course, if it's family members, but, um, you know, we've, a long time ago when I had a very, very teeny baby and 
people didn't approve of something I was doing, we had a holiday where we packed up and we went home early and we just said, you know, we're just going to walk away from this situation right now. And that's hard to do, but sometimes separating yourself from something like that is absolutely okay, you know, and absolutely, um, I, I'm trying to think I, I heard, oh, <laughs> I heard a good piece of advice this week and, and I couldn't remember where it came from. It came from my hairdresser. My hair oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because we saw her the day after election day and you could feel a vibe in the whole salon of, you know, a lot of people having kind of tense conversations and things. And she was like, you know what I say? Just keep it classy. We yes. just have to keep it classy. So... <laughs> So sometimes it might might be up to you to keep it classy. Somebody else might be keeping it really not classy. And you might have to say to yourself, I'm going to keep it classy. And I'm just going to say, you know, we're going to head out today or, you know, whatever you need to do. Um, And it's also uh, something else I wanted to ask you about is, um, you know, because we both have warriors and we've talked about that, um, is the impact on our kids hearing family members question what we're doing or question, you know, what they're learning or whether or not they're going to be successful. So, um, kids hear everything. They're little sponges and they'll pick up on that. If Graham doesn't like it, yeah, they'll, they'll know. Yeah. Yeah. And so sometimes I think, you know, just like we have to prep our kids before we might have to have like a little, um, a time to decompress afterwards and talk about it and, you know, say, did you hear uncle so-and-so saying that, you know, homeschooling is bad or, you know, whatever, like, mm-hmm. what do you think about that? Or, you know, I don't know. Or even, you know, this is a little harder, but prepping Graham or whoever it is uh, before and saying, you know, when you say that, I remember going back to, um, when my oldest wouldn't eat anything, we finally got him eating hummus and to, I'm just kidding. My parents thought hummus is, they think hummus is gross. So they would say comments about the hummus and I'm like, here I am. I finally have a kid eating something. Yeah. Don't. So I'd have to say like, don't, if he's eating a carrot or a cucumber, whatever it is, that's a, those are calories and don't like keep your, don't make him think that hummus is gross. So don't make him think that homeschooling's bad yeah. or weird or that it's messing him up for life. Right. You know, if you're comfortable having that conversation, just saying, just so you know, cause we do that with worries before birthday parties. If they're, gosh, I don't even remember what situation it was, but we had, um, we had a birthday party and there was something in the world at the time, one of these major events that everyone yeah. was talking about. And I had to send out an email and be like, just so you know, even if you talk with each other nonchalantly and you think you're speaking in tongues or whatever about what the events that transpired, he's going to know. So just, you know, if you need to talk about it, talk before or after, I don't want to hear it at our party. Good for you. Good for you. Um, it's hard sometimes to advocate for our kids like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, it's also, we've got to remember, you know, we're dealing with adults and adults need to be responsible Right. For their behavior. Um, but like you said, that, that isn't necessarily an easy email to send. No. Um, and sometimes with our parents, you know, there's a little bit of a, well, we raised you and you turned out fine, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> yep. 
And um, again, it's, you know, they might be feeling a little defensive about your choice to homeschool or, mm-hmm. um, you know, just might not understand what you're doing. So, um, you know, to just be able to say, you know what I did, I turned out fine. And, you know, the way that you raised me gave me the strength to make a hard decision right. and go against the norm a little bit or whatever. Right. I mean, to um, honor that they did a good job, but that you're just, you know, that you're making a different choice and that uh, they gave you, you know, like, I'm glad that we have the kind of family where we can support each other in different choices or whatever, you know, something like that. any books that you like kind of keep on yourself to just sort of build your own um your own heart up a little bit like if you know you're gonna head into a difficult interaction or um things that just remind you like why you're doing what you're doing yes I love anything by John Holt anything and everything, especially how children learn and how children fail Mm -hmm. and learning all the time and I think I mean, whenever I doubt myself, it doesn't even have to be a different, difficult conversation. If we're just in a hard season, I pull out Holt and it, it gives me my perspective back. It changes things. And I'm like, you know, it might be hard right now, but this is, I'm doing what you're supposed to do. They're learning. Yeah. It just might not be what I expected it to be right now. Yeah. And that's really helpful. Yeah. Um, I remember reading, um, you are your child's first teacher when my kids were really young and that okay. was really inspiring to just kind of you know, get back to why we're making this choice and, and why, even though it's a little unconventional, like it makes sense for us. Right. Um, And then I was thinking too about books that we could maybe share, like, because sometimes, you know, family members are just worried and they just want to know that everything's going to be okay. But maybe sending them a John Holt book might be like too Mm -hmm. extreme. (laughs) you know, um, you have to be a little bit open-minded. Yeah. And you also don't want to turn to that person that's like constantly forwarding them things online, like read this one and this one and this one. (laughs) I'm going to spam your Facebook (laughs) with pro homeschooling things until you, oh my goodness, come around to my side. You know, it's not a homeschooling book, but the read aloud handbook is something I reference all the time. And in talking to, like when we first started homeschooling, talking to family about what that would look like, I relied heavily on that because even still with my kids being young and I have a, my youngest just started reading, but he hadn't been. And read alouds was something I could do with three kids close in age where they, my kids learn really well if we're sitting down reading a picture book and then we do an activity afterwards. So, um, that may not look like there may not be a project that you can look at and see that we did, but they're learning. And so that's been a helpful one. And a lot of, um, parents can relate to it because they know, I mean, it's data driven showing you how important reading aloud is until you leave the nest. Yeah. So you can't really argue with data. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the thing is with, there, there are people that probably will try to argue with data, you know, I mean, they're not, I'm not saying everyone has somebody like that in their family, but you know, maybe somewhere in your circle or, um, maybe some of the people who are listening right now do have people who will just argue. And I guess the big thing is just to keep in mind that you don't have to prove anything to anybody. You're not answering 
to, you know, to anybody, um, you know, in, in teaching from rest, um, Sarah McKenzie talks a lot about that, that, you know, it's not about having a, you know, <laughs> um, portfolio to show to people, right. you know, that looks pretty and fancy. And, um, so, I mean, just remembering that, you know, you're doing this for a reason. It's working for you. You can see your kids thriving each day. And, um, you know, we, we get this amazing opportunity to watch our kids learn every day by doing this. And so to just focus on that yeah, and to not let the doubts get to you. And, um, but it's hard. I mean, I think we can both say that, that anytime somebody challenges you, it's hard. And, it's harder with something like homeschooling because it's so important to us. It's our kids' education, you know, it's, it's their future. So of course we're going to take this seriously. And of course we're going to take it to heart when grandma says, you know, something. Um, but that's exactly too why, why it's going to be okay, you know, because we Mm -hmm. are taking it seriously and we are going to, we're thinking about all those worries too, you know? (laughs) Right. And when you brought up, um, the time piece, it got me thinking about how it's also challenging to talk with people about all the good aspects of homeschooling. It's almost like they don't expect that it can be fun. Yeah. And, and that's something I've been trying to embrace this year too, is when people ask us questions, I'll say, you know, why do you, it's, it's fun. We're having a good time. I, I'm lucky. I feel very lucky that we're able to do it. I, I'm glad I'm not packing lunches and shuttling kids around and going to after school activities and battling with homework. Like all those things I think yeah. about all the time, like, gosh, we are so lucky that we don't have to do that, yeah. that this is yeah. working for us. Um, and I don't think people always want to hear that it's yeah as fun as it is sometimes. Not that it's fun all the time because it certainly isn't, but. Well, there was a day when I ran into a family friend at Target <laughs> and she just, she said, I'm just worried about you. You're taking so much on yourself and one person can't do it all. And I said, you're right, but I'm not doing it all. We have a Mm co-op, we have friends. Um, there's so much great like support out there from like, um, you know, there's art classes out there. There's so many things in the community. We don't have to take it all on ourselves at all. And hopefully, you know, we have a spouse who's supportive and, if people are worried about us as homeschool moms, you know, getting burned out, I think that's very realistic, but Mm -hmm. then you know what they could do is they could offer maybe some time to hang out with the kids or they could go out for coffee. Yeah. Or, um, you know, there's, there's ways that they could channel that in a way that would actually really help us, you know? Yes. Um, Instead of being a little bit judgy. Right, right. And once I kind of talked to her about it a little bit and told her, you know, I I like what we're doing, that was an eye-opener for her, too. Because I just, I think there's a lot of people out there that just think, like you said, how can this be an enjoyable experience for a mom? You've just got to be dragging all the time, especially if, you know, you've got little tiny kids or, mm-hmm. you know, you're working part-time or you have, you know, like parents that might need care right now or you know it's like how can you take on this one other thing well to me I I do think about the trade-off like you said Mm -hmm. that 
you know, yeah, I, I need to make lunch for my kids every day, but I don't have to pack it at five in the morning, which is really nice. No, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have a little bit more control over our days and what they look like. And if we're going through a busy season, we can spend a Saturday catching up or whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And just, we have so much open time, free time, which yes. is something that not a lot of people have these days. And I, I used to feel guilty our first year or two when I would when we'd be done with schoolwork and then we'd be out in the community doing something fun. And I don't anymore. The last few weeks with all the election, just all the negative stuff going on, we've been hiking and with our 31 day fitness challenge, we've been hiking almost every single day and how lucky we are that we can just be done and spend a leisurely, you know, walk until you're tired and you want to come home or you're hungry and not worry about having to be, you know, in three different places by three fifteen. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I think to kind of wrap up, like, it's really good to find out where someone's coming from. If they're coming from a place of concern, that's totally different than coming from a place of, I just want to fight about everything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, maybe just sharing the positive with them. Um, you know, acknowledging concerns, um, and, and appreciating that you have people in your life that care so much about your kids that they're willing to bring up something that's hard because, um, not all people are confrontational. And so it might be hard for them to come to you and say, I'm really worried about your kids or I'm really worried about you, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and then there are people that just really love confrontation and those people are the ones that maybe you can just say, we're going to have to, you know, like you said, we're going to have to agree to disagree. And, mm-hmm. and that's okay too. You can do it totally. your way. You don't have you to. You do you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to justify things. Um, you don't have to make other people comfortable. It's not your job. Your job no. is to just, you know, love your kids. So. Right. And I want them to know that it gets easier. The first year is really hard and it's a journey and you're figuring out what your homeschool is even going to look like and what it looks right. like now is not going to be what it's looking like in June. And you're going to look back and yeah. say, wow, like, look at, look at this whole, you know, evolution. It gets easier every, the longer you do it to be able to come back at people and say, you know, this is just working for us and not have that element of, oh, what are they going to say? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's true with parenting too. And I have, um, some friends who have older kids that have graduated and it's like their responses to those kinds of things are so, it's almost like they're like, Oh, it's fine. You know, (laughs) (laughs) because they've graduated a kid and they know it's going to be okay. But for Mm -hmm. us, if we're already feeling insecure and these, you know, two moms who are just starting out, Mm-hmm. And then they're getting questions too. It's like, oh, I just want to like hug them and give them a cup of tea and be like, it's yeah. going to get easier. You've got this. Yeah. And you've got this and, you know, just try not to worry. And, um, but you will anyway. <laughs> right. And try not to see around every corner that somebody's going to challenge you too. You know, like this, this poor mom, Lindsay, who's talking about, um, you know, she's almost afraid to tell people that just breaks my heart because homeschooling is such a big part of your mm-hmm. life when you choose to do it. So to think that you're not able to share that part of you and something so big that's going on with your kids. So, um, I don't want to be naive, but you know, I, I try to expect the best in people that not yeah. everybody's looking for. I'm wondering if she was unexpected. Cause I get that. Like I felt like this was our 
what we had to do. And it wasn't necessarily this dream of something that we had always planned. So there was, I, I almost couldn't say the words at first because I had this, you know, coming from public education, I, I didn't know any homeschoolers. I just only knew public ed. And so, you know, you, you know, that people are going to think of the stereotypes when you say we're homeschooling. And so I get that, that trepidation. I felt that back it'll get easier. Yeah. Well, and another question that we've gotten that we'll have to address in a upcoming podcast because we're running out of time with this one, but, um, is about building community. And Mm -hmm. I think too, that makes things a lot easier because you just feel less alone and you see other people who, um, are doing what you're doing. Maybe they're sharing their challenges and, you know, struggles and, um, So if you're able to find people too, when you're just starting out and it can be hard and that's why I think we're going to devote like a whole episode to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm still working on it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy. And you have, I mean, if you're like me, you have some stumbles along the way where you think, well, any group is better than no group, right? No. (laughs) You need to find your people. Yeah. You need to find (laughs) your tribe and trying to be in somebody else's tribe can be a bit of a mess. Um, <laughs> so we'll record that one soon, but thank you to Lindsay and Kelly for putting themselves out there and asking about yes. this. And, um, like Kate said, you got this. So, so just, uh, take it one day at a time and yeah. Well, Thanksgiving is painless for everybody. Right? <laughs> everybody yeah. listening right now. Eat yeah. pumpkin pie. When in doubt, just eat more pie. Right. Yeah, there a lot of problems have been solved by just adding a little I more. I think any time an awkward political thing comes up, I'm just going to shovel in more pumpkin pie. I like that strategy. That's yeah, a good strategy. Full mouth, I can't comment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and pumpkin, and pumpkin boy, is an underappreciated vegetable. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, pumpkin pie brings joy, which is what I was it trying really to does. say there. Um, yep. So, what else is bringing you joy right now? Before we go. Okay, I'm going to sound like such a dork, <laughs> but this time of year, I love, like a little kid, since I was a little kid, actually, the big pine cones that are out there that are wide open, I love to crunch them <laughs> Just when we're hiking. And my kids now know that I, like, it brings me such like childhood joy that they run up to me like, mom, crunch this one. So I feel like everyone who's all up in arms this week needs to go outside and crunch some pine cones because it's really... It, it spreads joy and it's therapeutic. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Um, something came about this week and it's, it's sort of similar um, because, you know, it has. It's been a, a tense week, a lot of big emotions. And, um, you know, I, I know a lot of people who are trying to find ways to focus on positive things. And so something like fell in our lap this week. Our homeschool group has started picking... Um, one community service project per month to do. And this month, um, we're going to all get together and make blankets for Project Linus. Have you heard about Project Linus? Yes, I have. And that's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, um, you can make blankets of all sizes from tiny babies who are in the NICU to, um, you know, older children, teenagers. Um, and this organization you make the blankets, you find like a coordinator or a drop off in your area. And then they, the blankets get distributed to, um, the people who need them. And, um, 
it, it's just, it feels really good right now to be doing something where you just feel like you can instill a little love in something. And, yeah. um, and it's, it's easy if you're not somebody who sews. Um, we did one of the fleece ones where you, um, tie, tie it and it's super warm, super snuggly and cozy. Um, and it just, it makes me happy to think like, okay, <laughs> I love there's, that. There's a lot of tension right now. There's a lot of people who are scared. There's a lot of people who are worried. You wrote mm-hmm. such a great post about election anxiety. Oh, thank you. And if anybody thank out you. there has a kid who's feeling anxious at all about things, I hope you'll go over to um, Kate's site and read it. So, I mean, um, the adults are, so the kids definitely are. Yeah. We, yeah. We, um, thinking of your project Linus, we do this year, I signed up to do the kindness elves mm-hmm. and I was waiting till Christmas to pull them out. I was going to wait until after Thanksgiving was over, but after the election and reading my Facebook feed, I was like, now is a good time. Yeah. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to dust those yeah. puppies off and start, yeah. you know, spreading joy in our little area here. So absolutely, yeah, I could relate to that when you said, I think kids really need to feel like when things feel off kilter that they can make a difference. Like you said, kids are sponges. They pick up Mm -hmm. on things. And so if, you know, you've had any tension or stress in your Facebook feed, you know, (laughs) and who hasn't, right? Um, I mean, kids are, kids are going to pick up on that, on on how you're feeling. So, um, I really like this opportunity to do something that just focuses on like spreading a little love right now, you know, and it's so approachable for kids. I mean, you know, little kids, as long as they can help you sit on your lap and, you know, even if they can't tie knots, they can be part of it. And, um, I love that image. That's great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. It's been really good talking with you. It's always good to talk to you. Yeah. And everybody have a good week. Um, you can get all the, um, you can get the show notes for this episode at our site, thehomeschoolsisters.com. And if you have a question, um, we, we love it. So go ahead and, um, click on, ask us a question and fill out the little form and, um, thanks everybody. And we'll see you next week or no, two weeks. Thank you. Yes. Two weeks. (laughs) Two weeks. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Thanks. I'll talk to you soon, Kate. All right. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We'd love to answer your question next, so head to our site, thehomeschoolsisters.com, and click on Ask Us a Question. We share posts over there, too, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We'd also love it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes so we can connect with more sisters out there. And until next time, remember, you got this, sister. 